Um, if you're an American and you're bored on the weekends, which is apparently what happens now, that needs to be cut. That definitely needs that to, be need cut. to be it's cut. It's too soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everything else was great. Hello and welcome back to Band Behind the Throne, episode 46. This is Mr. Dav speaking. My name is Dave and I'm joined today by Peel, the guy who does all the plumbing around the castle that I am king of. Say hello, Peel. Hello. Ah, fantastic. Unfortunately, it's just the two of us today. Craven is off in Greece doing sunshine things, um, and we're <laughs> stuck here in the rain doing <laughs> rainy things. We're pretty much going to uh, jump straight into it uh, this week. We're doing listeners' questions. We've posted on Facebook asking for listeners' questions. We have a shit ton of them, so I'm not going to make more editing work for myself. <laughs> And more listening work for you by uh, postponing it with nonsense chat about bollocks. So, Peel, take it away. Let's do our first listener question. I was going to say, we do have metric shitloads of listeners' questions. And the first question comes from Brad. He's asking, is Craven more like Sporty Spice or Posh Spice? Dave. Craven is more like Sporty Spice. I agree. Good. Why do you agree? There you go. Because he doesn't... He's not exactly... <laughs> he does sport. <laughs> he's an Essex you know? lad, and he's an Essex. Yeah. He's from Essex. He's not, he's not posh. He's not a posh spice. No. no, he's not a posh spice. Posh spice is off wearing skimpy skirts. Craven doesn't wear skimpy skirts all year round, so therefore can't be a posh spice. <laughs> this is definitely true. But he does do sport, therefore yeah. can be sporty spice. Yeah, I mean, well, did sporty spice ever really do sport? That is a question that I will get the answer to now. Uh, I don't know. He does love sports. I've got spice as well. That's his favourite. Does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting did sporty spice do sport into Google. Um, <laughs> turns out she. That's not a common question. Um, <laughs> there is a horse, however, um, called Sporty Spice, who uh, who's racing um, at the moment. That's an active thing. Um, oh. As for whether Sporty Spice... Oh, no, she goes jogging, apparently, on occasion. So, uh, there you she go. She does a little bit She's... of sport, but not really. She... Well, she wore sporty clothes, I think. was uh, You know, she wore a bit of sporty clothes. She posed half-naked occasionally. Let's have a little look at these pictures. There we go. Cool. <laughs> I'm getting off topic here. Oh, look, she's gone boss-eyed. And there she is in a New York Knicks top. And there she is licking a carrot. Okay, yeah. So, yes, Craven's been his like always twice. Um. <laughs> okay. Do you want to follow up with his next question? Because Brad, uh, Brad asked two questions. He did, yes. Uh, just curious. So, it's not really a question. Um, curiosity. <laughs> well, if you're curious and not just, you know, <laughs> not like rare. That's what I mean. You've know, got to. Then don't post. He's not asking, really, is he? It's not, does he really care? It? He doesn't really care about the answer, I feel, with this question. Um, just curious. How much do you think trading with a Pintoshi affects the core game? I don't fucking know. You know? Does it affect um, the core game? Does it doesn't affect the core game at all, because it's in an expansion and not in the core set. It, it, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Brad. Enjoy those answers. Um, you're welcome. Um, okay, so that was the first two of our questions from uh, our Facebook page, and uh, Wama kindly posted 
the link to the Facebook groups so that people who aren't fans of us, dicks, are, um, can, uh, <laughs> can ask questions as well. So, the first of those questions, which I will be reading until we run out, is from Larrick Bortz, uh, who some may remember from spo- spoiler drama a couple of weeks ago. Larrick was a bit angry that podcasts don't post their spoilers straight away, so he likes to spoil them for other people. And so we poked a bit of fun at him last week. But Larrick says, will there be any ATSK spoilers this week? Uh, to which I respond, that is a great listener's question, which you, I will respond to full in the cast. So Larrick, I hope, um, I hope you're listening to the podcast, even though you don't like to, just to hear this uh, answer. There will be no ATSK spoilers this week, partially because I don't know what ATSK, ATSK means. I think it's across mm-hmm. the Seven Kingdoms, but I'm not really sure. So any spoilers we do have, we'll keep for another week, I think. Um, and, uh, Stephen Pike is at the end of the show. With your ev- <laughs> yeah, with our evil clickbait, which, of course, we're renowned for our clickbait. Um, so there you go. Do you know if we've got any ATSK spoilers this week, Peel? Um, that's a good one, Dave. Do we have any ATSK spoilers? Ah, uh, no, no, we don't. Okay, well then, please read <laughs> another question. <laughs> I will. This one is from Jack, part-time guest on the show, um, often coming on, saying a little thing, and he's got a question about a game which shouldn't really be mentioned, but I'll I'll read it anyway because I'm feeling nice. And, you know, someone's got to. What are your opinions on the recent Star Wars FAQ? Could say FAQ, but Hmm. FAQ. Hmm. FAQ. I like it, mostly. They have nerfed Navy to the point where it's still very playable, but it's not OP. Great. What's not to love? That's that's it, basically. I won't go through all the changes because you won't understand and our listeners won't care. So, uh, yeah. No. And also, I've got a follow-up question from Joe Zimmer. Same question, just someone's put a reply on, because you know, posting your own question is way too hip. Uh, is the first is the first question, do people play still play Star Wars? Well, Dave, do people still play Star Wars? I, I have played Star Wars in the last month, certainly. So, yes, the answer is yes. And the new box yep, is out. people still play Star Wars? Cool. Cool, we're on this. Look at this, rattling through these. Yeah, I think Craven yeah. drags us back. He's, <laughs> He's slowing us down. Better at it with all this humour and shit. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, uh, James Brown, who I assume is neither the singer nor the guy we went to school with, uh, asks a question <laughs> on the other page, and he I'm says, right now. "On the whole, <laughs> on the whole, <laughs> I saw James Brown at McDonald's a couple of years ago. He looks really? exactly the same." Oh, so he, oh, uh, right, different James. The James Brown we went to school with, not the James Brown. Uh, I was going to say, were you going coast to coast? <laughs> Station. Was it living in anyway, America? Yeah. Was he in New York? So this oh. James Brown, who doesn't have a picture, so he could be one of those James Browns, but I don't think he, he is. Could be. Says he could be the, whole, the James Brown. Our, <laughs> on the whole, are podcasts good for the community, or are they self-serving vehicles for egomaniacs? What do you think to that question? Yes. They are self-serving vehicles <laughs> for my ego. My ego is so inflated right now. I host a podcast with a raging hard-on. Um, not many people know that. That's why we're not allowed to do it on video. Um, so many problems erupted the first time we did that. Yeah. Um, no, they are good 
for the I would I don't know actually this is a tricky one I can't really, I'm not really an objective person to say this um <laughs> they are good for the community but on, when people sing up all right okay at this point David's left me alone in the podcast not really sure what I'm meant to do other than speak to myself but I guess really am I speaking to myself discuss yeah that's what I thought. You see, when you're speaking to a mass, a medium, an audience, you're never alone. You're just a little bit mental sitting in your bedroom. I'm not really quite sure why Dave left me at this point. I might leave you too. I'm just, fuck it, I'm going to have some of my vape. Sod you all. Oh, that's nicotine. Well, worryingly, Dave, you're going to find something when you get back. It's going to be a very odd little thing. I had a discussion with the audience. They didn't reply. Um, okay. But we've got a great <laughs> intro material. <laughs> Fantastic. I've, uh, what I've did, asked uh, a neutral party. He said yes. Just like you. Just yes. Cool. So there's your answer. <laughs> Option B. Podcasts are both. I would say it's... Both. A... Yes, is, yes to both, I think. Yes to both. Yeah, there you go. The podcasts are both egotistical platforms for us to stand on and pelt our rain down on you peasants, and also a good bond for us all in the community. If anything, it brings you all together to hate us. So that's something. We're the mutual enemy you can all get behind, or get in front of, or one of them. Get somewhere. You know? Get <laughs> fucked, get. really, if you want to. They can get. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, then. Next, Next question. question is from Joshua Chambers. Oh, I know him. Or Josh. Or Jossy Josh. <laughs> or Mr. Chambers, as I'm sure he's called in certain circles. Mm. Or Chamberado, as he's going to be called as he's called at start. Um, <laughs> or. Chamberados. Ah, it's my Mexican friend, Chamberados. <laughs> um, <laughs> Careful. <laughs> drifting into dangerous territories here, Tom. Quick, say out of the way. Uh, what are you playing on Saturday? I'd like to field that one, if you don't mind, Dave. Oh, what will I be playing this Saturday? I will probably be... Oh, oof. oh, I'll probably play a bit of Diablo after work. Mm-hmm. No FIFA? Yeah. No FIFA. No FIFA, Dave. Um, my career mode's got to a point where I've... Uh, it's moot. My career is now moot. Um... If I I could I could win the league again, but really, what's the point when you've got two Champions Leagues, an FA Cup, and three Premiership titles under your belt under your second season? It's you know statistically impossible. But hey ho, well you're just that damn good at just FIFA. that damn good. Yeah, I win things I'm not even entered for. <laughs> yeah, not bad at all. I, on the other hand, have not decided what I will play. So we sit here at half past nine on Wednesday night. Uh, and there is a tournament in less than, what, like 50 hours. Math is hard. 60 hours. I haven't decided what I'm going to play. So uh, that will be a decision for Friday night. Haven't you got to build like two decks as well? No, I'm not playing Star Wars. No, you're going to um, Thrones in Manchester. Manchester Regional. Yes. And who's coming with oh, you? I've got to build a deck for Waffle. Yeah, you're right. Yes. So you're gonna you're gonna have to decide on what they're saying. Like you can just put any old shit. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, just give them Lannister. We'll be happy with that. Surprising no that one. Is... I will be building a Neil deck for Waffle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll like that. It's just that. There you go. 
play Neil. What do you do? There's three copies it's, of Stannis go nuts. Yeah, it's what you used to do, but a little bit different houses. Hmm. Okay, so that's the answer. We don't know. And Diablo. Um, Chris Thompson asks, is it true that there is a place in a man's head that if you shoot it, it will blow up? No, what do you think this is? Aliens versus Predator. Headstone explode. Unless you're using holotips. What if um, what if you've turned on exploding heads in the cheap menu? Ah, in that case, then they they fully go boom. Um, you could even have confetti come out as well. And obviously, like anti gravity and the nail gun and all those fun things. Oh yeah, you gotta turn them all on. Otherwise, what's the point? Cheats are there to be used. Where did you get those awesome? Yep. This is from Dan Nye, actually. I should probably mention that. Um, where did you get those awesome tokens, Dave? Now, I'm not sure which tokens he's referencing here, um, because we've got some pretty awesome tokens irrelevant of which ones he's referencing. Like, I've got some good ones, I've got some cool ones, you've got some cool ones. Does he mean the ones that we brought from Stoke? Uh, no, he specifically means the tokens that he has given me. Oh! That he made, which is oh. I got them. Um, he made me some Sith tokens for Star Wars. Ah. Um, and they are from being the most sportsmanly sportsmanly mm-hmm. uh, player mm-hmm. at the Carbonite Chamber Championship uh, a couple of weeks ago. Unfortunately, I don't know how nice they are yet because uh, I haven't got them. They haven't arrived. Uh, Whammer is holding on to them until Saturday. So next week I can tell you all about them if I remember. But I got them from Dan Knight, whether they're good or bad. Especially if they're bad. Well, while Facebook's stalking him, congratulations on the wedding. Okay. Kevin Richardson. What are your hopes for the next cycle? What do you want to see mechanics-wise? Is the king trait going to mean anything? What do you reckon? Well, the king trait, yeah, probably will mean something. Um, We've already seen that all the kings play off kings. So... If one king sees play, then the other kings may be used as the meta counter. Normally, so you'll, I, I, you know, I reckon, we'll see a few at least. To be honest, I can imagine the next couple of cycles are going to start bringing in king stuff, I would guess, because it's when we have the Battle of the Five Kings, where you've got like, yep. the five separate kings, haven't you, then? So that will kind yep. of all come together. Um, yep. In regards to the other questions, pass. <laughs> now, if we take the what my hopes, I want the packs to be on time, and I want there to be lots of lovely, unique cards um, that will be fun to play. And you know, we had that with the last cycle. Hopefully, we'll have it with this cycle. Um, what do I want to see mechanics-wise? I'm going to take that as a completely separate question, not to do with the next cycle, and say uh, naval icons and maesters. <laughs> yeah, that would pretty much sum up my wants. Not the maesters, definitely one of them. <laughs> Yeah, definitely no icons. Okay, next question. Mike Smith has asked this question here. And it is, what are the most banter cards for each house? And then there's a sub-question as well. Tyrell is the first house. Gift of the Arbor Red. Lannister. Lannister is the tickler. Mm-hmm. Because um, Mike uses the tickler to remove all my children from the table. And it's disturbing. <laughs> uh, unlike Gregor, who's just NPE. The tickler's banter. So, go on, Peel. What's the most banter card in Stark? <laughs> None of them. They're all shit. <laughs> the most banter card in Stark is the house card because you're playing with them. 
I got really excited about Stark for like two minutes before the box came out. So, uh, I guess it would be whatever card has the box artwork, which I don't think there is one. But that card. Not yet. Um, go on, name me a house. Uh, uh, Targaryen. Okay, the most banter card in Targaryen. Do they have any? No. Oh, no, Dothraki Crone. Dothraki Crone. Alrighty then. Killing okay, people out of injury challenges. Yeah, they'll go. Alright, what about um, Martel? Um, yeah, I don't know on that one. You're probably going to be anything that removes the icons, <laughs> to, uh, to be honest. Just icon removal, all of them are banterous. Because it's funny to watch people's reactions when they go to do a military challenge after they've forgotten about the fact they've lost the icon. <laughs> it's just like, haha, no. Mm. <laughs> so all of the icon control. Doran's all of the icon control. Where you just like, where you just like five extra power, yay! So it's like ah oh, balls. It's like yep, balls indeed. Um, who haven't we done? Uh, Greyjoy. What's the most banter Greyjoy card peel? Oh, none of them at the moment. Uh, fishing that. Fuck it. Yeah, that's funny. Fishing that's entertaining. <laughs> just because it's a pain in the ass. It is. It is. It uh, is. We all know it. anything that's a pain in the ass is entertaining. Yeah, the best Night's Watch card is definitely uh, Craven because it's called Craven. <laughs> yeah. And whenever you play it, you can say Craven, Craven. Well, Baratheon, then it has to be White Raven. It, it does have to be White Raven, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you can't finish with Craven and not have a White Raven. It rhymes. No. It, it does. It, you should write a song about it, Phil. I think someone it rhymes. It does. Right. Next question is, and does Dave, Dave, do you have to finish ninth again to keep your Spice Girls trophy this Saturday? Um, unfortunately, I'm not allowed to give away my Spice Girls trophy. It's been forbidden. So, no, I don't. <laughs> I was going to give it away to ninth place player, but... I'm not allowed, so uh So no it's my harsh. I think you yeah. should. I think you should just give it away. And then every year it can be given to the trophy every month. Well no, every year, every ninth, yeah. Because that'll be a really nice tradition for whoever comes ninth. Because you come ninth, you're a little bit down in the dumps. And it's like, oh mate. I'm ninth. I missed out by that much. And it's like it's alright, man, because you've got a Spice Girls trophy. Imagine how happy that's gonna make someone. Well, bring joy. I agree. I agree, but other people don't agree. Who said you can't like give it away? TOs. Like the people who run the tournament. I will have one. They said, no, it's yours now, uh, Dave. You have to live with it. I was just like, you say live with it. I'm thoroughly enjoying this massive cutout of the Spice Girls that lives in my dining room. But, I, you know, I, I feel like someone else should... I think it should be something it. that you get for coming ninth, because it reminds you of how you missed out. And, you know, there is a matter of, Yes, there's a massive cutout of the, the Spice Girls, and yes, you have to live with it. But, you know, it's entertainment. I think you should just take you, it up and sit in next the, You look at the Spice Girls. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll take it anyway. Take it we'll with... play it by ear. Yeah, see what happens. You never know, you might want it. Yeah, Halfway no through the day, it could be a good, good luck yeah. charm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, then. Um, next question is... What would you like to see for a Tyrell Renly peel? A Tyrell Renly... A Tyrell... Tyrell Renly? Um... 
Tyrell Renly gets bonus points when he's with other knights. Uh, a knight boosting Renly. A knight? I like it. Knight boosting Renly. That Renly good. that boosts the knights. Preferably with an intrigue icon. Ideally. Need some high cost intrigue icons. Maybe just an intrigue icon and have mm. some kind of booster for the knights. Maybe he only gets a military icon if other knights are in tower or in play. Or can only join military challenges if initiated by another knight. Interesting. That is a card. That's quite cool. I like the idea of uh, a knight Tyrell. Yeah. What we need to do, Peel, is uh, one of us needs to win Worlds, one needs to win Starlek, and then we can make synergistic Loris and Renly. We could. And uh, that'll be wonderful. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Synergy. That'd be lovely. Yeah. It would be. Okay, so uh, Night Synergy Tyrell. I'm happy with it. Let's do it. And that was Matt Chandler yeah. that, that asked that question. I, know, I forgot to say. Fantastic. I've got uh, a question. question. I've got a question that's kind of, it's kind of directed at me, so I'm going to ask it in the third person. Um, what does Peel think of the Jon Snow and Rob interaction? And then there's a further question to that of what do, you th- what do you think of Peel's opinion? Well, I was going to give my comments on it. Um, to be honest, Dave, I was going to give my two cents. Um, I think, to be honest, it's a bit brotherly, however, at times a little bit homoerotic. <laughs> I think that you got the wrong end of the stick. Much hey. like John and Rob. Let's <laughs> let's hang on a minute. There's a, <laughs> there's a rather uh, interesting rules interaction between the new Jon Snow and the corset Rob. Okay. Um, and I won't explain it now. Oh. It's it, it, it's much too much for me to explain to you over the podcast. I feel okay, uh, but it's worth looking up for anyone who cares. Peel, I'll explain it to you with diagrams another time. <laughs> <laughs> it basically boils down to the fact that first edition was simpler in this instance. Okay, which kind of takes the piss a bit. Right, uh, it's the way it's where reactions happen. Basically, uh, they happen multiple times. Uh, and in first edition, they'd all happen at the end, but for this, they happen at different points, and it's strange. Um, but once you've worked it through, worked through it, it makes sense. It's just a bit jarring for people who play first edition. All right, okay. Uh, so that's what I think of your opinion, I guess. <laughs> I think you're completely wrong, and have the wrong idea of what's going on at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. Do you want to do the uh, follow-up questions? Yes. Okay, I'm going to rattle them off to you and you're going to do them like 21 questions. You've just got to answer them as quick as possible, alright? There's no all time right. for hesitation. You've just got to say the first thing that comes to your head. First kind of, you know, within reason. Okay. You know, don't use racist slang or anything. It's not that kind of game. Um, what is the best plot in 2.0? Heads on spikes. What is the worst plot in 2.0? Marching orders. What is the worst plot that people play? Oh, trading with the Pentoshi? What is the best plot that no one plays? I don't like that card. What is the best plot that no one plays? Oh, that's a good one. Mm. Um, naval superiority. Broadly, mm. no one plays it. Yeah. And how many plots can a plot plot if you're plotting a plot. 
Seven, obviously. Yeah, fair enough. Then. Okay. Sure. So the next, uh, the next question is Daniel Mueller, and he says, "Kings of summer versus kings of winter. Which will you play in with which house?" And Alessandro Vasta says, "It depends." But what are you going to play, Peel, when the kings' agendas come out? Kings of summer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play Kings of Summer for two reasons, Dave. I feel like Baratheon are semi in the Kings yep. of Summer, but I'm not entirely sure if they will be at this point in time after saying that sentence. Pretty sure they may be in Kings of Winter. Ooh. Oh. It depends which one Baratheon are in. Okay. Do you want to play lots of Baratheon? Or do you because just want to play with White Raven? I just want to play Knight, um... Knight Remley. Oh, uh, he'll be, um... Tyrell. Oh. It's Tyrell Renly. Oh, it's Tyrell Renly. I, I just want to play yeah. Tyrell. Oh, in that case, I'm... Uh, no, I, you know what? I'm going to go with Summer, because then I get to play as Tyrell. I'm pretty sure they will be a Summer House, rather than a Winter House. They will be. That's why I said Summer. Um, Let's go with yeah. it. I'm more excited to play Summer. I always like Summer in First Edition. It means you draw more cards, or at least you used to. Um, so I'll probably play that. And I'll probably play it at Martel, because I like Martel. They're my favourite house. <laughs> uh, but I will try both, and I will try both out of lots of houses. So... Yeah, but I will more likely to play Martel Summer first. There we go. Mm. Definitely going to play Summer. Summer sounds funner. <laughs> yeah, I might just do it periodically. So in the summer, play Summer. In the winter, play Winter. I just found my old rollerblades. What are you doing? Like are you wandering around the house, like, or are you in the loft? No, <laughs> they were in my bedroom underneath a chair. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've been looking for these. Um, they're not old, old. They're That's still quite relatively new. They still fit beautifully. Though. Ooh, yeah. They're decent. Oh, I'm going to blade tomorrow. Sure. I'm going to roll the blade into work. <laughs> you definitely should. I reckon that should be a charity thing. One day I'm going to raise money for charity by rollerblading to work from my house. I think I could do that. I'm pretty sure I'm still... It's not too far, is it? Well, seven miles. Or seven miles on rollerblades. Don't have to pedal when you're down... Push when you're downhill. Just got to avoid the potholes like crazy. Hmm. Okay. Alrighty then. Uh, Okay. So, which method of targeted kill do you prefer flavour-wise? Flavour-wise? Yeah, which is like the most thematic. Targeted kill that. Do you want me to field that one first? I think you're going to have to, Dave, because I can't really think of any targeted kills off the top of my head that are flavoured. Okay. Um, well, I, I really like uh, Tears of Lease, which is vanilla flavour. And um, I like it because you've got to win the intrigue. You. You outsmart your opponent. You choose someone who, who couldn't even participate in that outsmarting. You know, you just walk straight around them and just went, ah, you're shit at scheming. Um, and then they die. But they don't die for a while because it's poison. They die at the end of the phase. How thematic is that? That's awesome. So there's also Put to the Sword. Put to the Sword is quite entertaining. I like Put to the Sword. Probably the only one Did I've ever like used. the flavour of it? <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'd say that's more of a kind of a, a dark crack, cracked pepper. 
Oh, I can't hear you. You know, when they say flavor-wise, they don't mean the like the flavor. They mean like how thematic it's. I like to take things literally, literally, literally. Okay. That's fine then. Okay. Yeah. So the 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 cracked pepper of the put the sauce. Yeah, you know, like a dark cracked pepper. You put it on a bit of beef. Gives it a bit okay, of extra, sure. of extra flavor there. <laughs> okay, sure. <gasps> okay, next one. Next question is: Oh my god, there's still more going up as we're speaking. Oh really? Oh no, they're different things. Um. <laughs> this one's a good one. If I call our next event in Brighton, the ban- the Brighton Banter Bowl, will you attend? I think I'm more likely to attend. But if it's called the Brighton Banter Bowl, I'll probably be more likely to come than if it's just called the Brighton event. <laughs> I don't know what I'm... name for it. <laughs> this is the Brighton event. Come. Fight for your Do not mess with the right hand bent. Do you think the potential release of the first pack of Cycle 2 before regional season has ended is a good or bad decision? <gasps> and will it shake up the meta? I think it's good. You know, they've been releasing packs throughout regional season anyway. What's the problem with releasing some more? I wouldn't worry about it. I don't think it would change it that much. I think it's pack 2 that has the... Uh, the Kings of Summer and Winter agendas. So seeing them drop just before UK Nationals and Gen Con would be ideal. So we want to get the first pack now for the end of regional season, and then we want the new agendas for Nationals. That's my opinion. And yes, one assumes it will shake up the myth better because you know, right. it's it's a chapter pack. We've only already got, we've only got six of them. So uh, each one for at least the next cycle will shake up a fair amount, I think. Nice. All right. Yeah. Uh, so the next question is: uh, If you had to, Matt Jet says, if you had to play Banner of the Watch, what would your main house be? Banner of the Watch. Yep. My one house. If if you were going to play Banner Tyrell. of the Watch, what would you main house? Tyrell. And why's that? What do you think? <laughs> 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 and left and right. Yeah. And I hear they're good in the watch. I've got left, not right. I've got all sorts. I've got it all. Mm. High Garden. It's good. Good cards. Whammer played that with some success. So, uh, I don't blame you. Obviously, I would play Martel, which I played at Worlds, and I really like that deck. And who knows? Maybe I'll even play it at the weekend. Ooh. Um, probably not, though. Ooh. Go on, then. Next question. Next question is, the Spice Girls are apparently reforming and possibly writing new material. On the scale of 1 to 10, how much have these questions on this podcast influenced that? Also, come up with some banter-based titles for new Spice Girl material. Mm. I think we've been a solid 8 on the influence of the Spice Girls reforming. Obviously, we've you know we've really helped them rebuild their fan mm-hmm. base back up. Um, but I think uh, also having them at yep, the Olympics yep. helped a bit as well. That kind of got them back in our eyes. Um, you know, like we remember the Spice Girls and about them, how good they were and how amazing they were. Um, and then, of course, that prompted us to talk about them on the podcast. So whilst we can take a, a reasonable amount of credit, um, we can't take it all because, of course, it was it was them reforming for the Olympics that really inspired me 
personally, and I, and I assume Will as well. So I think it's <laughs> solid eight. <laughs> solid eight. Solid okay, then. I will go with... I think it's going to have to be about a seven, to be honest, Dave. Okay. I'm not going to give this that much credit, because I don't want to, you know... Don't want to deflect from how awesome it's going to be with them coming back and doing another tour with only three of the members that were originally in the original tour. Um, but you know, oh, they're not all coming back. There's only like three of them coming back, mate. It's only the ones who need money coming back. Oh. The ones who are actually rich enough not to need money aren't coming back at all. Yeah, uh, I think Posh Spice is pretty much. The... Posh isn't coming back now, and I'm pretty sure. Another update: Mel C left as well. Ah. Oh. Now, uh, which will upset Craven. <sighs> that will. That's kind of a shame because you know she was one of the main singers. They could have um, definitely. And they could, could have, have a video um, with Snow. Yeah, and it'd be amazing. And John Snow. John Snow could be the male lead. You could have banging on a throne. Um, banging on a throne. <laughs> that's so romantic. It is. It, well, <laughs> it's 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 not in that sense. I, I was thinking of it more of a drum. Dave, um, yeah, you know you could have um, invade me like the North. Um, oh, that is like definitely how it was meant to be sounded. Yeah, you yeah. could be come or you could be my King's Landing. Hold me tight like a hound. Oh, yeah, you see, it's good. Um, fell me like only a Bolton can. Oh, yeah. Oh, they could cover Let It Bleeds. They could cover Let It Bleeds. Um, but with more vocal lines. And three women harmonising. Oh, oh, that sounds amazing. We need to do it. We'll send it we to them. Get the spice I'll, here now. I'll put it in a link. Um, I'll get in contact with our agent. Um, we, should, we should see if we can get one of the Spice Girls on the cast. How would we even manage that? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, which one would we even be able to, to get anyway? Let It Bleeds. You better ask. I reckon... Um, well, Mel C's clearly too good. I'll, I'll send it... So it's it's sporty, ginger or baby. Well, sporty's not in it. It's scary. Sorry, sorry, scary ginger or. Baby. I don't really want scary on. She scares me, and also she's not funny or entertaining at all to watch on television. No, but, but baby's the the accessible one, isn't baby, she? Baby, she's young and accessible. She's so maybe she's the one that will come on. Have a bit of banter with us. I reckon Jerry Halliwell. I reckon Halliwell will be up for it. She's up for anything. Right, I'm going to Google are the Spice Girls fans of Game of Thrones. She loves a bit of that might, uh That might shed some, some light on the situation. Okay. Uh, are they fans? Can't see it, no. Oh, shit, that's a bit awkward. Um, All I can tell. Now, if you, if, there's lots of links which will... Um, like clickbait links <laughs> which are relevant because they all mention Game of Thrones because they're just link. There's more links into Game of Thrones clickbait. Uh, but we don't want that. Okay. So, are there any competitions uh, running at the moment where you can spend a day with a Spice Girl? Oh yes, meet a Spice Girl. I mean, if there's one of them and we can spend a day with a Spice Girl, then uh, if we all enter, yeah, what we really need to do is travel back to the nineties. And then uh, there'll be loads of those kind of conversations, think, like the girl magazines. Yeah. Um, but then be really then we'll hard. Be really hard to get them on a podcast. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but we'll have to use like, Dave, if we travel, and stuff. 
we didn't have the internet in the 90s. We wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't be able to do a podcast. It wouldn't be effective. I mean, it's a great idea. We go back in time. We enter a load of competitions to meet the Spice Girls in the 90s. We put on a couple of cheeky sports bets, you know, because we're there. Um, yeah, obviously. Leicester to win the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, just kind of casually, oh, I want to put 10 grand on Leicester to win the 2015-16 Premier League season. But they just got relegated this year, son. What the fuck are you talking about? So like, yeah, but they're only bankrupt for a couple of years until the King Power people come along and buy out Walkers because then they get only a bit of bad. Yeah, time. they get relegated to League One for a few seasons. But that's all right because Andy King saves <laughs> us and brings us back up. But <laughs> that's right, man. You go suck a dick. Now uh, we got very off topic. However, if there is a way so, of building a DeLorean, I know a man with a DeLorean. So I'll do you. Oh, that's convenient. Convenient. Um, you, you forget that the Spice Girls are recording artists and that they will have a recording studio. So what we just need to do is do the interview and then press it on CD and then uh, and then just keep the CD with us when we come back to the present and then we can rip it onto iTunes. Oh, shit, yeah. That's a good point. So, uh, yeah. And then we can have it professionally edited, which is really convenient as well. Just we sit can... there in a the studio with them and just chat thrones and they won't know what we're talking about because um, well, the, I'm it's not the even book's out, so we'll just pass uh, on the yeah, book Yeah, Game of Thrones came out in, like, 97. So, uh... You know, there's a bit of context there. That's fine. That's fine. Our game wasn't out for the five You know, years. that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's fine. Okay, that is a, that is a good plan. So uh, you nick that DeLorean. Um, I'll find the best '90s clothes I can, and get my hair cut in a boy's own kind of style with all the with the with the big floppy fringes. Uh, wear some denim. Yeah, I've got this down. Um, shall we move on? You, yeah, we we can do nice. <laughs> okay, so uh, Liam Hall, the last question on this, uh, he says Tyrion, the Hound, Miri Mazdur, Shag, marry a void. Go. <laughs> um, the Hound, Miri Mazdur, and who was the other one? Sorry, Tyrion. Oh, that's awkward. I'd probably avoid the Hound. He's got issues with fire. Um, <laughs> he, he doesn't like fire, so I guess you do. Well, I'm I'm less afraid of it than he is, so that's a start. Uh, Miri Maziridu? Mm-hmm. She'd, I'd, I'd shag her. You'd shag her. Give yeah. her one. You may as well, you know. And then I'd marry Tyrion for the dollars. Hmm. So yeah, uh, I'll definitely marry Tyrion. I know he would. I could do that he, for money. He's proven, yeah, he's proven that he wouldn't deflower a fair maiden such as I. Well, he's not going to be faithful, but I'm not hoping for faithful. Well, no, the thing is, he's your husband. You just go and get hookers with him, right? Like we're in Westeros, that's socially acceptable, and he's got all the money to pay for it. So you just get drunk and have like hooker parties all the time. Drunken hooker parties with Tyrion mm. for for your marriage. What a stag? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough then. Oh, could you imagine I having a double stag money. with Tyrion Lannister? We... That'd be fantastic. Double stag? Yeah, well, I could, I We're getting married tomorrow, who too? Together! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Plus you could... Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think... Uh, yeah, I think I'd probably shag Mary, considering she's a woman. Yeah, I feel like that's certainly better. Yeah. Although, you know, you know the hound will be pretty wild. So, uh, if you're into that, he's probably a good shout. Bit of hate sex. 
Okay. Uh, so now we're back onto the. Uh, we're um, just on the main list of questions now. Yeah, probably should go with them. Um, that went weird. Yeah. This is from Andy. <laughs> what deck would each of the Spice Girls play at a tournament tomorrow? And who do you think would win on a 4-4? 4-4v4? Four four? Four, four oh. mm-hmm. uh, between them and Boyzone. Well, you know, you say that, but technically there's 5 and 5. I think a 5-on-5 five five would be better, because 4-on-4 four four could have two winners and two losers on either team. Steve Gately's dead. Oh, shit, is he? So there's only four members of Boyzone now. Bollocks. So, and of course... So you've got to take out Posh, because she left first. No, no. Hallowell left first. Ah, yeah, but she's left the reunion first. She hasn't gone back to the reunion. Oh, shit. Neither is Mel C. Yeah, but Mel C will have to be drafted back in. She's still in the window. We're going to have to keep someone on retainer. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think Spice Girls would win, because I'm pretty sure the boys' own boys are a thicker shit. Hmm. I'll bet the Spice Girls. I would definitely. Well, we, all you have to do is look at it because look at the Spice Girls. Like, name mm-hmm. the Spice Girls. Um, what their proper names? Just yeah, and what they're doing yeah. now for a living. Jerry Hallowell. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know what any of they're doing. Jerry. Uh, we've got Emma. We've got two Mel's. All right. Well, and we have uh, Victoria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, now name boys. Boys Boys that have Ronan Keating. They have uh, Stephen Gailey. We don't anymore. Uh, they've got the big one who looks a bit thuggish. Yep. Um, and I don't know the rest. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, basically, that's why. Because the Spice Girls have all established individual careers on their own. Uh, what would you? What would the Spice Girls play? I think they would uh, I think they'd meta it together and they'd all play the same deck. Mm. Work on it together, build it together. But what, what do you reckon that deck would be? I reckon it would be a uh, Night's Watch Lanny build. Night's Watch Lanny? I reckon they just sit back, do fuck all, let boys own okay. wear themselves out, go from there. Now we're good. Okay. Then storm roll them. I, re- I reckon they would play some sort of Tyrell deck. Because I reckon they can get. Uh, they'll love the bling from the arbor. All the shenanigans with the strength boost, and that seems right up mm. Scary Spice's alley, where she's just like psyching you out, and then bam, strength boost. Got it, jump. Um, but I also, I reckon that they'll just love synchronizing like the harmonies on much and more. Mm. So when they just go for it, and all all four of them are just like much and more. Yeah, uh, I think they'd really enjoy that. All right, good good take, good take. <laughs> okay, so uh, James Maz Marsden, if Valor Gullis was never reprinted, which Spice Girl will you blame? There is certainly a theme on this section of the questions. <laughs> I feel like someone read the Spice Girls question and then they just went to town with it after that point. Oh, oh no, I asked specifically saying, would you like to know our opinions on Life Thrones or the Spice Girls? Then ask. Ah. Uh, so. Because there's, yeah. there's quite a few <laughs> down as well. Um, <laughs> there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I would blame Ginger. I would blame Victoria. Jerry Halliwell, because she's the reason they broke up. Oh, fair enough then. Ah, uh, see, I'm Vicky because you know you can you can accept that she she left then. See, I just uh, she's just she's just uh, you know she's happy with the status quo as it was yeah. it, as it is. She's like, oh, I'm loving it in 2.0 in my new life. Whereas all the uh, the other Spice Girls want to go back to first edition when they were famous and bring Valor. Well, that's they're, they're holding on to the yeah, holding on to the past like we are. <laughs> 
Just a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, next one then. Next one is drum roll. Oh my god. Date, marry, kill. Joffrey Baratheon, Ramsay Bolton, or Carl Drogo. After Miri has helped him. Oh. So Drogo with no voice. Um, <laughs> well, that's easy. Dom. Well, you kill Joffrey. No, you kill Ramsay. Sod it. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. Definitely none of them are good options. You don't really want to marry any of them. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> I would probably have. I'd probably marry Carl Drogo because he's going to be dead soon. So you know, then I become the leader of the horses. So that'll be. F- no, no. Then you get sent off to the um, to where all the the women go. Vase Dothrak. Oh shit, man! I don't want to go to Vase Dothrak. It's a shell. No. Yeah, I don't want to do that. And you'll just you'll just be a widow oh. forever. Uh, so you can't marry Carl Drogo. Which ones? I'd probably, I'd probably kill. Oh. I think I'd marry Joffrey because if you indulge his like fantasies and his insanity, then he'll be fine with you yeah. and he won't deal with you, and you'll be the queen. So like that'd be pretty legit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd murder. I think I'll kill Ramsay because he's a psychopath, and uh, I'll just go on a date with Drogo, and we'll just go to the cinema, and it doesn't matter that he's comatose uh, because I'll just eat all the popcorn. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll just, just, just. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably take your answer then, because um, I mean, go pictures with Drogo. I was going to go for a walk through the woods with Ramsay on our first date, but in, in hindsight, probably not a good idea because if I didn't, you know, if I didn't put out. But then again, Carl Drogo doesn't ask permission. Bear that in mind, David. If you're on a date with him, yeah, but Carl Drogo is a vegetable. Because it's after Miri's oh, yeah. made him. Uh, oh, yeah, we're fine then. Useless. We're all good. Yeah, which is why you go on the date to the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Make him to... pay the bill because, you know, he's, he's the bloke. He's, yeah, you've got a bit of cly on these things. Yeah. Works for me. All right. Uh, ben Cotton says Which faction or an agenda combo should you run based on your star sign? So uh, there's no way we're going through all 12 stars. There's no way I'm answering like this question because I don't believe in star signs. <laughs> yep. But what star sign are you? Are you I can't. I can't take it serious. It's a, I'm a Pisces, so theoretically Greyjoy. But then again, you... yeah. Uh, well, well, no, because there's basically Dave. There's twelve star signs that account to four different elements. That's literally how it works. Yeah. So yeah. you can either be Greyjoy or Dothra or um, Tyrell, not Tyrell, sorry, or um, who, um, the the fucking Bernie motherfuckers. Um, Targaryen. No, yeah, no, it's right. You can, yeah, you can either be Greyjoy, Targaryen, um, Tyrell, or Stark. They're the four elements, okay. effectively, as far so, as I can think of. So you're Greyjoy because you're fish. Yes, and you're Greyjoy as well because you're fish. Well, you're not fish. You're technically a mermaid. I'm, I'm water carrier. Yeah, you're a mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess I guess we're Greyjoy players. Yeah. Uh, what banner would Greyjoy uh, Greyjoy fish be? Well, none, because we're just fish. We swim in the sea. You know, um, we don't get. A, we're we're just fish. You you could theoretically banner someone because you're a water carry carrier. Mm. Uh, I would carry you'd it need down someone with a pack the arbor on my pleasure barge. Yeah. There you so go. I would play. Um, I I would play uh, Tyrell Kraken <laughs> based on my star sign. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that works for me. Yeah, works. Go on then. Next one. Can I dupe the arbor on setup? Yes. You're gonna have to say that because you cut out. 
can I dupe the Arbor on setup? Uh, to which I respond with, yes, of course you can. Obviously, it was in the for- It was obviously spoken about in great detail in the in the in the group. So I think the, the summary from that is yes, you can. Second question from Stephen Pike: Are there any spoilers in the upcoming episode, or and if not, can I justifiably complain that you're all nothing but clickbait whores? Yeah, we are. You're damn right we are. <laughs> Ooh, tasty clip. Totally are. Ooh, Every click gives that. us that advertising revenue. Yeah. <laughs> All those adverts on our SoundCloud. Yeah. Yep. Sure. <laughs> Every, everything you listen to just gives me so much money. Like I am, I am rolling in money right now. That's that's why our internet connections are so good. Like, <laughs> look at this. No lag here, honest. Oh, professional sound recording equipment. Mm. Not just the headset that I brought for a tenner from Tesco. <laughs> okay. Uh, Job Berenger Webb asks, Which of the Sand Snakes would you have chosen to replace Jerry Halliwell when she left the Spice Girls? And is Main House Martell finally a better option than Banner of the Sun? Um... I would choose Tyene. Okay. She's got a, got a bit about her, I think. Which one's the one who... Uh, the poisony one. The poisony one? She, she was the one I was going... I was actually going to ask which one's the poisony one. Yeah, it's Tyene. Uh, Tyene is the poisony one. Yeah. Doran won't even her. touch her hair because he thinks he might get poisoned. So, uh, yeah. She's got, she's got a bit of sass to her. Um, and yes, Martel Mainhouse is awesome. Which is why everyone's playing it. If you read uh, Johnny Wright's articles on why Banner of the Sun is bad, or listen to him a couple of months ago talking about why Banner of the Sun was bad, uh, I agree with a lot of that, and I love Mainhouse Martel. Go on, next question. A question from Thomas. Lawrence Craven, Istvan, and Andreas. Who would win in a free-for-all death match <laughs> and in a beach swimsuit contest, and why? So, who would win in a death match first? Probably best we okay. cover that. Um, I think that uh, despite his less muscularity, I think Craven would win because uh, otherwise he'll beat me. And uh, he's a trained killer, isn't he? Uh, yeah. He's worked, he's worked for customs, worked for uh, worked for the prison service. Well, you see, he's saying he's on, on holiday. Apparently he's on holiday in Greece. I don't believe that for a second. It's a recall mission. Uh, ah. That's blatantly what's going on at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so our money's on Craven for the uh, the death match. I think I'd have to put my money on Craven as well. Actually, to be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, it's Fad and Andreas, big lads, but uh, <laughs> you know, go on then. Uh, and and the uh, the swimsuit contest. Um, I don't think Craven's doing quite as well in this one. He's a he's a lovely looking fella, but Istvan and Andreas, are, you know, they're fine chunks of men. And this episode is incredibly homoerotic, isn't it? Which one? The whole, the whole question. <laughs> the whole episode. It's very. Uh, that we're talking about our mates in swimsuits. We're talking about uh, marrying Tyrion. I think. <laughs> And having hate sex with the hound. Well, <laughs> you know, opening it up there, bringing it out, because we'll deal with that. Um, in the swimsuit, I'm going to go with Craven again, just because, you know, I like the natural look. Uh, okay, sure. 
Um, Plus, to be fair, um, again, I'm going to see him more. Uh, well, I'm going to see him in the summer, and if I say he's not going to win a swimsuit competition, I guarantee he'll. You know, he might get upset about that, and I don't want to. You know, he's done really well. He's, you know, okay. he's in tip-top shape at the moment, and he's saving the world from uh, from aliens currently. Okay, um, I'm going to have to say Andreas because uh, whilst I love Istvan, Istvan has a card design, and Andreas doesn't, and that makes me sad because he should have a card design. Um, and uh, that's yeah, the only I mean, reasoning I yeah. can do without without actually going into which one of them has the hotter toned body, and I quite frankly, wasn't paying enough attention. So, Andreas needs this. To be honest, it's a bit of an odd question. Uh, I don't really think there is a right answer for that, is that let's be honest. Um, there is no right answer, no. Fuck it, I'm going to support Team Craven for both of them. Why not? Team Craven? Team Craven. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Ono there (laughs) There's another one as well If a man born blind and able to distinguish by touch Between a cube and a globe Were made to see Would they be able to tell the sight What? What? Would they be able to tell by sight Which one is which before touching them So basically If a blind man was able to recognise a cube And a sphere uh, Would he be able to recognise which one's a cube And a sphere by looking at them if he regained his sight um, uh, yes. I think so. He'll be he'll One he'll head. notice the the lines, wouldn't he? Well, I'm gonna like the corners. I'm gonna do a little experiment. I'm gonna close my eyes. I'm gonna feel feel a spherical object. I'm gonna feel a cube. Now, where's my Rubik's cube? Because that'll be perfect. This here's my Rubik's cube. Hmm. Corners. Okay. Now, what else have I got? Oh, a yo-yo. There we go. That's about as spherical as I'm gonna find in here. Okay. Now I'm gonna put them both down and I'm gonna mix them up. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a yo-yo. So, yes, he would be able to. Conclusive scientific proof. Sure, okay. What you should have asked uh, is, would a man... Wow, oh, this yo-yo is awesome. Oh, broken. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Um, ono asks, will you guys be going to Starlek? I think we've already booked yes, our tickets. Yes, we will. Yeah. We, all three of us will be going to Starlek. Uh, Plus many more. And th- uh, yes, many, many Brits. So it'll be good to see you there again, Honor. Yay! We'll all have hugs. Um, <laughs> we'll just sure. have a big group hug. That could be what we do. Like, let's just hug it out, guys. Come on. That's what we love. Everyone, friends. everyone, we'll be heroes like together. A massive hug. Yay! I am so taking this yo-yo to Starlek. This yo-yo is awesome. I'm just going to sit there playing with the yo-yo. I'm going to be yo-yo guy. How important is it to run first snow? Uh, if your playstyle or your deck says yes, very important. I love First Snow. It fits in my playstyle, and I play houses which like First Snow. So, very, in my opinion. But if the deck doesn't call for it, don't bother, you know? It's not super important in the grand scheme of things. It's not like Valor in First Edition was. Um, you can probably get back without it. So, yeah. Do you have any opinions on... Uh, Running first snowpeel? I like it, it's a good card. I'd run it in whatever deck I play just for shits and giggles more than anything else because I haven't got Valor yet. <laughs> there are too many characters on the maps, is hard. <laughs> I can't deal with this many characters doing different things. Let's kill them all. <laughs> My next question. You are on the next question. Okay. Uh, Sexy Rob 
says, now that both Wedge and Tagore have regional wins, how likely is it that they are to intentionally draw at Manchester? Um, oh, that's what I do, man. I thought it was in regards to if you went out drinking together. I was going to say, well, you know, Wedge looks, you know, is a regular in a lot of pubs around the Manchester area, and Tagore doesn't drink. But he's not going to get high, dude. Yeah. Uh, so, not likely in that sense, so? and uh, extremely likely because they're both terrible people with no banter uh, in the normal intentional draw set sense. Uh, they must have that second regional win at all costs, the bastards. Well, they're not going to get a joint regional win, are they? No, but if they draw, then they can uh, make, improve their chances of making the cut and therefore winning the tournament. I noticed, uh, you know, someone online the other day was just like, yep. Made the cut, and I was like, yeah, nice one, made the cut. And then they said they intentionally drew in the last round. I was like, ah, dick. <sighs> so disappointing. Yeah, but it's going soon, apparently, so. There's, yeah, August. Um, Which is right. We're putting some prize support up for uh, Blackwater. Yeah, I know. Uh, and uh, I'm going to say that it's only available to people who make it, ra- make it through all the Swiss rounds without intentionally drawing. Perfectly fair. I can't believe so, Black Wars on the one weekend that my friends get married. I know, it's so inconvenient. <laughs> well, it's just like, why okay. would you want to celebrate your love on that day? Can't you celebrate your love like on a different day? It's like, when it's not no, inconvenient it's to me. Blackwater. Yeah, you should uh, text them and tell them it's Blackwater. So, now, uh, you did your best of cost characters last week. And six cross spot, there was no mention of Tyreen. How and why? She is the best six cost spot. Well, from Jeremy Hammond. So why did we not mention Tyreen, Dave? You filled this one. Um, we didn't mention Tyreen. Uh, well, we didn't mention her at all because oversight. Uh, and we were kind of just, you know, getting through them, I guess. Um, another reason is that she wasn't in my binder. She's in a deck, and therefore uh, she didn't. I couldn't see her as I flipped through the cards at the binder. That's always an issue. That's how I miss some things. Um, but I don't think that she is better than Fast Eddie. No. Uh, she beats Fast Eddie in a, in a one-on-one, but she is she's easy to control. Um, she's not very strong. Uh, a lot of houses can, can deal with her quite easily. Um, and... I know, I know. I just I didn't have very much success with her when I played with her. There were a couple of games where she was really, really useful, and a couple of games where she was next to useless because she just doesn't have the board impact. She doesn't win challenges on her own. Um, whereas Eddie just wins things and speeds you up. Um, so I, I just prefer to play him despite playing Martel. That's not to say Tyene's bad. She's still brilliant. It's just I've found Eddie more useful. So yeah. I mean, good, but, you know. All right. Um, Lewis Bretus says, Is it time to revisit Recaro? Is Recaro still the worst Dothraki ever made in a given card game? Since 2.0, Jogo comes with a similar ability to Recaro's Arak from 1st edition. Does Recaro... Is Recaro now considered even worse? Uh, I mean, even his old weapon is useless now. So taking that as a whole... Um, 
No, it's not time to revisit Ricaro. He is just as bad as when you asked this question like three weeks ago, or whatever we last did Lester's questions. I'm pretty sure, yeah, we've already um, answered this. Uh... Like we now have Jogo, so it makes him slightly better. I still don't think he's that good. He will be good in the future with a little bit more economy and a few more Dothraki. He'll be good, hopefully. At the moment, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's worth it. I I played with him a week or two ago. And I was extremely underwhelmed, and then he got teased. So, there you go. Uh, he follows up with, what is the best faction against Martell? Have you got any ideas on that, Peel? I'm trying to think of which one's the most balanced. Lannister. There you go. What, the best against Martell? Well, against Martell. Martell have been doing very well against Lannister. Yeah, Lannister yeah. are probably the best against Martell. But... Then... Oh. I've seen that Lannister have been generally bad against Martell. Okay. Yeah, generally. Let's go with. Um, um, to be honest, mate, I'll but I was, Lannister. All houses are as good against Martell as any other houses. Just <laughs> don't go for Stark or anyone um, else. I actually think that Stark. Are very good against Stark. Martell. Stark are, Stark are probably the best house against Martell. Really? They've got so many military icons. Yeah. yeah. But um, the thing is, they've got Caitlyn and Winterfell to shut off all the intrigue challenge based shenanigans that Martell have. Damn their shenanigans. So you can just stop all the shenanigans. And even with the icon stripping, they still have the wolves to get people into challenges. Mm. So you can strip a character of icons and just, all right, I'll just use a different method to get them into challenges anyway. So I would say, uh, generally speaking, Stark are good against Martell as long as you don't just play all the weenie, all the weenie uniques and get blown up by first snow. Um, location control. Is it time to consider? Should we have plenty or some or none? Uh, I don't really care about it most of the time. It doesn't really bother me that often. Treachery is good enough if you're playing Lannister. We do not serve if you're playing Greyjoy. The rest of the time, I haven't really cared about it too much. Um, but if you can run put to the torch and you have a spare event slot, run it because people don't expect it. And uh, whilst it might be not that useful against someone who only runs economy locations, it will win you games if you draw it at the right time against, uh, you know, like a someone playing the Arbor or uh, if you can use it on a Great Kraken or something. So... Yeah, I, I, I like a little bit of location control, but I don't think it's necessary at the moment. But then I often didn't play it in first edition. And there were loads of good locations then, so... Yeah. Alright, next question. Right, so, Matt W. Cannon. The Should there be a spirit of the game rule, like in, like in cricket? People playing to the rules, but not in the spirit of the game slash tournament be penalised if judged so by a T.O. Should there be a spirit of the game rule? I don't really think there needs to be as much. I don't think... Spirit of the uh, game! I don't think there needs to be. You either... You're playing to the rules. There's, there's very few instances where playing to the rules would be a negative thing. Yeah. Like, if you... If you don't offer your opponent action windows and you just pass to end things, 
you're not really playing by the rules. So you could get a warning for that. Um, and that's the only instance where I think people would be like, you know, too strict almost. Um, if you give your opponents chance to do things, and that's that's fine. And if you don't, then you need a warning anyway. Um, I don't think there's yeah, I don't think there's going to be many instances of people of, of this happening. So I don't, I don't think it's necessary. No, I think it's fine. We are uh, we're going to skip uh, Marcus Lay's um, question because of spoilers uh, and of the next of this season of Game of Thrones, which we will, we will avoid for for now, as you haven't seen it, Peel, <laughs> um, and go to Michael Lamazek's question. I'm not answering any. I'm not watching it until the um, the end of it. Exactly. Uh, so Michael Lamazek says, over or under when it comes to toilet paper. And I say over. Over or under? Oh, you mean whether it goes... Oh, right. Um, I don't have any real preference for that. I'm one of these people that just, really? you know... I need to do something. I'm going to do it. I'm not really that fussed. There's nothing in my life that I don't see why anyone would get worked up about that. I mean, I'd ru- ideally, if you want to pull off a lot quickly, it's easier, easier if it's over. Um, but, you know, under... You can still pull it out just as quick. Now, if you if you need to get there, then you can pull it out nice and easily. Okay, fair enough. Well, I, I'm an over man. Uh, I wouldn't cry if it was under, but I definitely have a preference for over. Um, we're going to skip Dave Pyra's question, I'm afraid, because again, I think it's a TV spoiler. Uh, we're going to get Sternley's question because uh, Sternley, no. Uh, and we get to Darren Hazelden's question. Who are the best players that nobody's heard of, Peel? Who the best players that nobody's heard of? Um, mm. Don't know. No one's heard of them. <laughs> problem. Are there any? Uh, are there any? Are, are there any players you know of that are particularly good that don't? Any, maybe they haven't won anything, but they're consistently placing or um, or anything like that. But you know, they haven't really got credit on the podcasts or online or anything. People don't really know who they are. Who have I come up against who's really, really good? No, I can't think of anyone who I've not ever mentioned or anything who's done really well. Um, <laughs> genuinely can't. I think, uh, I don't know, um, who's not been mentioned on our cast, who's really good, who I've played? No one. Because we mentioned too many people. We mentioned enough people. You know, we mentioned all the people and... I think, to be honest, mate, I think we're all good. I don't think there's anyone where you... Sorry. I suppose, really, what we need to think about is who's going to be an under-the-radar kind of person. Who's going to come in and steal a tournament. Um, And I'm trying to think of who could could pull that out of the bag. I mean, people who no one's ever heard of. I think everyone who's kind of... Who I'd consider the best people, I'm pretty sure most people have heard of. Uh, Because, obviously, they use the forums a lot. The only people I can think of... No, you see, even they use the forums. <laughs> I can't think of anyone who doesn't use the forums on a regular basis, um, who, you know, I think would be winning tournaments on a semi-regular basis, or should be. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I'll answer it from a... Uh, me. Obviously, it's from a UK perspective, because um, if I 
I probably haven't heard of them if they're from a different country. Um, or otherwise would have mentioned them. Uh, there are two players who we do mention a fair amount, but who a lot of people in the international community won't know. Um, one's the anti-banter Matt Cannon, who has a horrible habit of playing really negative player experience decks like the old first edition wall decks, which everyone wrote off for about six years and then suddenly right at the end of first edition he comes along and ruins everyone's day with it. Um, it's a godsend that I only had to play it once because it was probably the most boring game of my life. But Christ, he's very good at Thrones. Um, and the other one is uh, Josh Chambers. Both of these have asked questions and have been mentioned today already. Um, but Josh is one of those players that um, plays too much strength for his own good and is very good when he actually plays normal, proper, sensible decks. Um, but he, yeah, he has a habit of playing what he likes rather than what's good, which is for the best. Um, except that what he likes is generally very, very bad. Uh, but when I've actually played against him each type, he's called my plays three moves before I've made them um, and always played like, you know, a top stellar game. Uh, and when he's played a good deck, he's beaten me. And when he's played a bad deck, he has. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'd say them. Um, Josh was on the podcast episode five, I think, if you want to go back and listen to him chat first edition jank. But uh he says it's the worst episode we've done, so don't bother, I guess. Um, was he? Did he say yeah, that he about the, f- the fifth episode? Was the, worst the fifth episode, episode he says it's the worst one we've done. The worst one we've done. I think no, that's he, he just doesn't like listening to himself. All right, well, I'm going to get recordings of him now for next week. <laughs> no, it's um, not the worst one we've done. I'm trying to think of the worst one we've done. Um, let's not go there. <laughs> I'll review um, them all. I'll have to go through all. And there are a couple of very good players in Stoke. There are. Who don't, don't, actually um, who don't Stoke. get enough. Yeah, there's... Uh, the, the ones that come to mind are the bastard of Stoker. Yeah. Who would have won UK Nationals two years ago uh, if he didn't flip. He flipped March to the Wall instead of fleeing to the Wall completely by accident. Both 3-3-1 plots. Both with To the Wall in them. Uh, one absolutely wrecks boat decks. One discards yeah. your own characters. Uh, if he had flipped the other plot, he would have got to the final and he would have probably beaten another boat deck in the final. Yeah. Um, and the other guy's Booch, who built the 59 character Gates of Winterfell deck, <laughs> where, you know, you've, you kneel Gates of Winterfell to reveal the top card of your deck. Is it a character? Ah, oh, put it into play, Nelt. Uh, so he just ran 59 characters. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> it, it booches them out. It was, man. to be fair, when that uh, came out, that was actually the best. No, no one had thought about that. No. No, like, no one just, would have gone. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> like yeah. you've not seen it since. You've not seen it. You know, it was just at the time. I was like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, he's playing fifty-nine characters and one location, so that he always gets yeah. a character into play every turn without fail. And if he just puts high, like, of course he does. Yeah, high cost. <laughs> any character that's semi-high cost as well is going to get him for free. Like beautiful. Yep. And then he had like the army rob to put the armies into play for free if he drew them, um, and then he had the the little stalwart guys to stand people yep. in the marshalling phase. Um, oh, it was it was a beautiful deck, uh, and he only got he got out aggroed by a wedge who was playing Dothraki, and that was what knocked him out of that that very same national. Yeah. Um, so I'd say them. They, neither of them travel uh, outside of nationals. I think I've seen Booch at maybe one tournament. Um, other than that, I haven't seen them anywhere but Stoke. So uh, you probably won't have heard of them. They're they're too hipster. Um, and Darren. 
Darren uh, follows up with, why didn't you list me when you answer? And uh, if you prove yourself, Darren, then uh, then we'll we'll mention you then. Yeah, but it's not mentioning in the sense uh, that you're one of the best players that no one's <laughs> ever heard of. It's just a case of you asked us to, so... Well, I mentioned Darren on the podcast a couple of weeks ago because he was there when I built my uh, he was. Martel Wolf deck. Yes, yes. Yeah. But there you go. Yeah. All right. Give us the next question, Peel. <laughs> Should everyone dye their hair and beard pink? No. Please explain the 21st century return to prominence of beards. Uh, this isn't really a That's question Andrew for us. Kim. This should be a question for uh, Great Beards of Westeros. I, yeah, I feel our, like... uh, our, our friendly, our other friendly podcast. We are the wrong podcast uh, that asks this question too. Uh, yeah, especially because none of us have beards on a regular basis. I Craven has an intermittent beard, and I can't grow um, one. Uh, I'm not yeah. gonna lie; if I grow a beard, it looks patchy and shit. So that's why I don't grow one. Um, I currently have because stubble, it looks patchy and horrible, uh, but it will be gone by tomorrow evening. It gr- by the time this episode airs, it will be gone. Yeah, and so, I think that... Fun fact, my hair grows faster on the left side of my face than on the right side of my face. I have no idea why. That is a fun fact. I don't even know why. I think it's because I sleep on the right side of my face. You know when you decide when you sleep? I think it's because I sleep on the right, so it suppresses the growth. Or, But I don't think that's a real thing. I think it's just in my head that's why. But that's the reason I'm blaming. It grows on my leg or left quicker than it grows on my right. Also, we... Yeah. Anyway, which TV series, and this is another one from Darren, which TV series is the best ever made, and why is it The Wire? Well, I've never seen The Wire. I've never seen The Wire. I tried watching an episode, I found it really boring. Oh, so not The Wire. I don't think it is The Wire. (laughs) I would go for best TV series ever made. It's got to be The Blackadder Goes Forth, Faulty Towers. Right, well, you can just say Blackadder. Or... It's still the same series. Well, Blackadder Goes Forth was the one I really like. I don't really like the first ones that much. Goes Forth okay. was awesome. Um, but anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forty Towers or... Best TV series ever made. What's... I quite like Marvel's Daredevil, I must admit. That must be pretty bloody high okay. up there. That is an awesome. I love Daredevil. He's awesome. And I love the fact that Marvel's made Daredevil into a series. And I love the fact that Punisher's in Season 2. All the stuff. But it's not The Wire. Um, if anything, it's uh, Due South. That's the best TV series ever made. So if you're going <laughs> to quiz us, get it right. Not, um, not uh, Airwolf. Airwolf. No. Well, here's the ranking order, Dave. It goes Due South. Mm-hmm. Murder, she wrote. Right. Diagnosis murder. All three, like, Mm -hmm. you know, cop shows. And then you come down to the military Mm -hmm. stuff. So you've got the airwolves. You've got the daredevils. They're in there as well around this point. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we start dropping down a bit. So you get Game of Thrones underneath all them. Um, Mm -hmm. And other HBO shows such as The Pacific. I really did enjoy The Pacific. Okay. But I don't think The Wire's up there because I've never seen it. And I probably never will watch it now. It's like everyone tells me to watch The Sopranos. I'm not going to watch The Sopranos now. I missed that phase in my life. It's gone. Right? I'm not going to go back and watch <laughs> it. It's too 90s for me now. I like phones with mobile phones. I can't watch TV series without like some form of like either classic ability. And Plus, I don't like gangsters. I really I don't like The Godfather. I don't know what's wrong with me. Everyone always questions this. Like, oh, why don't you like The Godfather? I just don't find gangsters interesting. I just, I don't. 
find that kind of life appealing. Like, oh, you got to ask his permission to marry his daughter. Well, yeah, you have to do that anyway. And, you know, you don't get favours asked on the day your daughter's wedding. That's bullshit. No man is happy on the day of his daughter's wedding. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what, Dave? They're not, you know, mafias, the mafia, you know, they, they have fun. But, you know... We like to have fun, they're, just, yeah. they're just boring. I'd rather be in a motorcycle gang. It looks way more fun. All they do is drink beer and fuck hookers. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, <laughs> that was a really complex so answer I for I don't like the wire because I've not seen it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess my top TV shows, the ones that I could always watch, no matter what kind of mood I'm in. Uh, Archer's. Oh, good. Archer season seven comes out soon. Archer Season 7's on at the moment. Is it? It's like five episodes in. Oh, yeah. it's coming on to Netflix at like the end of June. Oh, okay, right. No, it's already airing in the US. I did not realise. Um, Blackadder. Obviously a classic. Um, mm-hmm. Arrested Development. Obviously. Uh, but my overall oh. favourite... Most of these are sitcoms. I do prefer to watch sitcoms. But my top one would be Cutplay. It's always, it's, always, it's always sunny in Philly. I forgot to mention that. I like Big shout to it's always sunny. Cutling is, is my favourite... Uh, my favourite sitcom, and it's just one. I'm. S- if anyone's not seen it, they describe it as the British. You know what? I'm still in love uh, with at the moment. British people don't go to coffee shop. They don't go to coffee shops. They go to pubs, uh, and do British things like drink beer. Uh, so yeah, it's it's just. Speaking of which, if anyone and I just love that. If anyone does like their TV series, series. Don't watch the US one. Also, uh, you need to watch a TV show called Teachers. Uh, because those of you who have watched a show called The Walking Dead and recognise a man called Andrew Lincoln, who's English, thank you very much, um, very English, uh, was in a show called Teachers, which was a Channel 4, and it was awesome. So you need to watch that. Mm. Fair play. Okay. Uh, and our final question for the night. So uh, let's, let's bring it on home with a question from Daniel Orville. And he says, what can FFG to do to make their LCGs competitive with CCGs? So a nice serious one to end on. Um, have you got any ideas, Peel? What would, what would make the LCGs compete more? <sighs> or what can FFG to do, that, do to do that? Make the cards more colourful and put them in booster packs. Because for some reason, kids fucking love booster packs. Or yeah, make... it won't be an LCG. Exactly. Yeah. To be honest, there's not really much they can do because the reason why these games are so popular is because they're accessible at all ages. Game of Thrones is kind of only really accessible to the elderly. Not elderly, that's the wrong term because I'm in that bracket. Um, but more mature. Yeah, it's, it's not really a kid's game because the context, the volumes, the nudity, the fucking, the rape, the sodomy, the incest, the murder, the constant belittlement, the torture, the undead, the dragons, the setting people on fire, they're putting gold on their heads, they burn, they're killing a horse lord by putting a curse on him, the sacrificing of a horse in order to do the curse, to put the horse lord curse on the curse, the uh, then stepping into the fire, coming out naked, holding dragons, the uh, turning a man into stone flesh, and the eunuch essence of the whole thing would be wasted on the younger classes. <laughs> younger classes? Younger generation. Sure, sure. My mistake. Especially the dragons. Dragons totally wasted on kids. <laughs> yeah, dragons. Kids don't care about dragons anymore. They want Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. That's not fun. Uh, okay, sure. Um, 
I think one of the things that FFG have been criticised for in the past is um, is price support. The price support on official events is hit and miss. Like I, I like it all, a lot of it. Um, but there's not a super amount of variety from event to event. And uh, sometimes there could just be a bit more or something a bit different. Um, there's a great Beyond the Wall episode from uh, a year or so ago six months maybe uh, which talks about um price support in detail and what and what they could do and we've discussed it in the past as well um one of the things i said was uh in the ccg where there were these event decks uh so one of them was based around varus one of them was based around the wildlings and it gave you an entire deck and possibly even a plot deck uh as a promo and you could play your like top decks against this and this one was really difficult to beat so it was really like, look, can you put yourself through the paces and beat this deck with all the special rules? Um, that kind of thing would be really cool prize support for like the bigger tournaments, like nationals. So it's just like, right, here's all this, like here's an entire deck of promo stuff that isn't tournament legal, but you can use to, you know, test your own decks against as an extra side event. Um, that kind of thing, like the just really just different prize support would be cool, rather than you know, I've just been to a regional and I got old art cards, great, always useful but nothing new uh, a play mat which I will probably not use very much because I don't play Stark I've got nicer play mats um, tokens like I'm kind of flush I'm shitting tokens yeah. now I've got so many tokens I think I've still got a box uh, and the, house, the Stark house card which is nice but again I've got other ones which I'm more likely to use so none of them are particularly like <laughs> they're all very nice it's all very nice stuff but none of them are particularly like you know just that interesting it's no different to what they did last year uh, and in so fact, you... last year it was Stark as well. Um, so I'd like a bit more variety, and uh, especially just you know in the types of things like yeah, that event deck was one that really, um, really spoke to me because they do it for Lord of the Rings. They at Gen mm. Con every year they do a uh, a really difficult encounter deck, and then they release it on print on demand later. So if they gave that out at the big tournaments, that would be really cool. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was my favourite like idea. Nice. Promos that could get more people playing. Um, the better prize support, the more people will want to play. Better prize support. Now, I don't want to go as far as, uh, like, cash. Well, in, in theory, the, um, the bigger, the more people who come along, the better the prize support will get, in that sense. But at the moment, yeah, it's, it's still true. not as big as the others. But I don't think, short of, yeah. you know, forcing people to actually sit and play, because a lot of people just dismiss it, because it's like, oh, well, you know... Um, yeah. What about my boost think, packs? Uh, and you can't big... buy ready-built decks, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, that's I reckon a video game. A video game? A, a proper Game of Thrones video game would make it pretty fucking big. If they did a, uh, you know, like Magic's got an online system. I mean, we've got Octagon, <laughs> but it's not really... Uh... Work off time, let's be honest. I mean, it's all no, right. It's like, but an official yeah. one um, with some either a subscription or a uh, some sort of, you know, buy the pack, get the cards function that would be really good and that would definitely uh yeah, really the few players who yeah, don't have a local player on the backup. but that's expensive yeah, easily um and you could another thing i mean you yeah, know i was just gonna say you could make it like yeah a qr system so you just scan the qr codes on the, the back of the packs yeah, and then yeah, you've got the cards. cards yeah yeah um another way would be uh upping the advertising budget like i i the only advertising you ever see is places that hold the tournaments and um yeah you uh, and in 
other FFG games, if they advertised in some, like maybe like a, a film and TV magazine, or I mean, I don't even know if HBO do adverts, but if you could advertise at the end of a Game of Thrones episode, that would be phenomenal for the amount of players that would pick the game. I think, to be honest, uh, it would be it, it's probably prohibitively expensive. Uh, but if you advertised in something like you know Empire well, magazine at... in the UK, you might yeah, get yeah, a few yeah. more. Look at the um, the reason or, Pokemon uh, cards are still so popular is because they don't just sell them in card shops; they sell them everywhere. Same with Yu-Gi-Oh cards; they used to sell yeah. them everywhere. So that's why these are massively popular. Magic is some is sold in Waterstones for Christ's sake, or was? Yeah, I, I have seen uh, core sets in Waterstones. I have. But I've never seen expansions. It's too much to uh, hold all the expansions for Thrones, or any more than just the deluxe ones, unless you're an actual game sh- game shop. So uh, that's a shame. <coughs> but yeah, if they could offer some sort of um, incentive for uh, people to hold the core set, perhaps to get more uh, more people just seeing it on the shelves and uh, buying it that way. Uh, you mentioned um, ready-made decks. Obviously, at the moment, that's not really practical and it will take some sales away from the core set. But uh, Netrunner, the last year's world's winning decks from Netrunner, or possibly the year before, are being released as standalone decks. So you can just buy them and play against each other. Um, and they're also mentioned, they're also mm. all uh, full art. So you know how, like, the old art cards, you get all the art and just a little bit of writing at the bottom. But the entire deck is like that. So uh, that's the kind of cool thing that they could, um, that they could do. Uh, it encourages people just like, look, instead of buying a core set, here's two really competitive decks. Buy them, play proper competitive decks. This is what the deck, you know, what the game feels like. Um, try this out. If they could do, you know, one of those for each house uh, in a couple of cycles time, they might be a good jumping on point for players, especially if they hold a lot of very like commonly played cards. So, you know, it will be, always good to get extra like hands judgments and put to the swords and stuff um so that kind of thing might be good that low down the line but at the moment it will just cannibalize sales of other things uh so it's not really worth it yeah but yeah they're, they're just a, a couple of ideas that ffg could do to make their other a bit more competitive um any final ideas before we move on to the the, the second part of the uh question no uh, so, Peel, where is your cooking podcast? <laughs> you said you were going to do a cooking podcast. I'm going to do a cooking podcast. We're doing cooking with... Uh, we are going to be doing that, aren't we? Okay. Yeah. Well, we are doing the cooking podcast, apparently. So I guess it will be coming soon to your ears. <laughs> um, so, before we end... You got anything else? No, no. 